Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton, along with Mike Hanford. Hello. And Tim Calpagas. Hello. And we're your hosts, the Sloppy Boys. Oh, great. Mike, Mike, what's going on, man? I woke up from a nap a little while ago. I had a a weird night's sleep. I woke up early, so I I sort of dragging here. And I woke up from a nap, and that's tough when you take like a 40-minute nap when your REM cycles are all weird. Mm. And then I ate a big Italian sub, and I feel <laughs> low down. In bed? <laughs> yeah, I just, I rolled over and picked, picked up the sub and said, here we go. But you should be carbo-loaded. Those will be kicking in any second. I'm carbo-loaded, but I also got a, a lot of salami in me and on me. <laughs> well, get those extra slices off of you. Yeah, let me right just now. do a quick, quick uh, jumping jack here. Hey, I'm back. Oh, my God. That was 200 jumping jacks. Yeah. Salami <laughs> flying off his body. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's all over the camera, too. So I got to. Uh, okay, we're, we should be good here. You, you want to know what I just ate? Yes. What? Cuban food. I was inspired. Really? I was thinking about the Cuba, the Cuba Libre that we made. Yeah. Classic episode of our show for pod fans everywhere. But it's been kind of, uh, ever since we did that, I've been drinking, I had some leftover Coke and, and rum and lime, and I've been drinking those. And I've been saying, I got to get myself some plantains and all the stuff that goes along with this. <laughs> so I ordered it. I ate it. I'm happy. I feel really good. Good. Great. You look great. Thank you. You have to do a lot of heavy lifting here. <laughs> I have found myself buying Coca-Cola a little more often because I'm like, well, I do have those limes. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get through these limes. <laughs> uh, so I hate a sad lime in your fridge when you, when a lime it gets dark like a piece of charcoal and it's just sitting there staring at yeah. you. It's way in the back next to that old Arm and Hammer box. <laughs> I think I might do a um, Pixar movie that's like about an old lime and he's talking to the Arm and Hammer. That's played by Army Hammer. Well, you know who could be, uh, maybe play the bottle of ketchup, which I assume would be in the fridge. Yeah. Uh, 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 Rebecca Black. <laughs> Wait, hey, my- it would get a new demographic in the door. That's yeah. good. And yeah, she's I my mean- former collaborator. <laughs> right. Yes. We exactly. Both- 
we both did voices on Kung Fu Bunny. Right. Bunny Fu. I forgot about I that. I forget the is that is that on can is that streaming, Tim? Can we can we watch that? It anyway? was on Netflix, guys. Look up Kung Fu Bunny. It was a <laughs> ripoff of Kung Fu Panda, and I did the voice of the bad guy. And I played Michael Clark Duncan's sidekick, and it was his final film role. Wow. That hmm. is something else. Uh, also, if you're going to look that up, it is Kung Fu Bunny. If you find Kung Fu Panda, don't say, oh, they must must have meant this. You will Wait, not isn't hear it, Tim. Isn't it Bunny Fu? Yeah, it's Bunny Fu. I I think the working title when I was doing the voice was flat out the Kung, Kung Fu Bunny. And then they're <laughs> like, maybe we, maybe we got to swap it around a little bit. So it's Bunny Fu. So you're look, if you're looking for it, it's Bunny Fu. Wow. It's one of the highlights of my filmography. <laughs> you know what I just, you know what I watched the other day? Huh. My episode of Monk. You watched your, did you look up, did it just happen to be on TV or did you want to watch your episode? Somebody, it, in the TV guide, did it say Tony Shalhoub, comma, Mike Hanford? <laughs> no, somebody uh, on Twitter or Instagram posted like, was this, they were like, is this you in this Monk episode? I said, yes, it is. And uh, I went back to watch it. It's, it's, uh, it's called Monk. The episode is Mr. Monk in the Big Game. Monk uh, coaches the high school basketball team or something. I kind of skipped through it. And there I am in the bleachers wearing a really cool Carhartt zip-up hoodie that I've lost. I love that. And I think I lost it at that show, at that taping. I've seen Tony Shalhoub wearing a similar hoodie in some Mm -hmm. of his press he's been doing lately. Well, also, as I was watching it, like your uh, Michael Clark Duncan, Tim, a a new-to-the-scene Jennifer Lawrence Whoa! Shows up in this. She's she's got a small part in it. And I was like, hey, wow! She went on to do great things. She was in uh, What's Going On with Mike Mitchell in the pilot for FX right. as well. She's had that's some- right. That was like right before she blew up. Like she was probably filming all the things yeah. that would make she her blew up big. Quick. While she I consider, that. I I think of that as her blowing up. You think that's she blew up, up yeah. after? Sure. Hmm. <laughs> um. Hey, as long as we're uh, sharing. Tony Shalhoub related things. Um, I I rewatched. <laughs> no, let's put a cap on this, by the way. Maybe this is maybe twenty more minutes of this. <laughs> okay, twenty minutes stops. Uh, over Christmas, I rewatched Big Night, which is a, a, a family favorite in my household. Have you guys ever seen the movie The Big Night? Never even heard of it, Tim. Is that that movie about that guy in that suit of armor that's like taller than all the trees? <laughs> yes, and that's the central conflict: is this guy is yeah. too big. We got to shrink them down. How can we make this guy shorter? Um, no, Big Night starring Tony Shalhoub and Stanley Tucci. It's an indie movie from the 90s. And if you love if you love food and cocktails, it's a whole movie about why food and drinks are great. And here's the thing. Co-written and di- co-directed by Stanley Tucci. And I was like, I guess Tucci's a film genius. Give me the wow. Tucci. Tucci has been, those guys uh, fit in the same category uh, for some yeah. reason with me. Like they seem, they look somewhat similar. I don't know. Maybe they don't well, look similar. They play brothers in The Big Night and that's why, like, it wasn't until I was watching that movie that I was aware that they're two different people. I always thought that they were the same ah. guy. Shalhoub and Tooch? Shalhoub <laughs> and the Tooch Man. See, I'm an old Wings head, so you can't sneak Tony Shalhoub by me. I'm going to spot him every time. He was in Wings. Is he one of the main pilot guys? No, he's a cabbie. He's only there sometimes. Do you think if they if they um, ever like formed like a Hollywood couple together, they would be uh, 
Shalucci or Tachub? I do think that. And I also. Shalucci or Tachub is how you can go. I, I both do think that. And then I also like I'm very much expecting it to come to be. I think those two listen to this podcast. I think. Jeff. Wings is a show that is always brought up as a punchline, and you're the only person I know that liked it and watched it and respected it. Is it because it's New England? <laughs> well, you know, I had just such deep respect for it is the thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't really remember where. I, it's Nantucket Airport, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those shows. I don't even know if I watched it on, was it NBC originally? I I, I, that was like that was like a USA Networks thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and a re- rerun time. How about we get into a little bit of booze news, huh? Well, folks, let's be honest. It's dry January for a lot of the people out there. They're not <laughs> drinking. And you got. I feel like I've heard this word, mocktail, mm. everywhere I go. Mocktail. Hey, you. Mocktail. <laughs> hey, you over there. Do you have a mocktail podcast? And I say, far from it. Almost the exact opposite. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, I've i been uh, keeping my ears open. I noticed that last year, Bud Zero came out and Coors Edge came out and mm. Heineken 0.0 came out. And now with all these mocktails, I want to ask you guys, do you think that 2021 is the year of the mocktail? Yes, Ooh. but only only because um, everybody has examined their drinking during quarantine. Yeah, yeah, you kind of you're really faced with it. It's it almost seems like you did so much drinking this year. Let me take all next year off. It's kind of the worst time to have a podcast about uh, a fun new cocktail every week. Yeah, I will say I don't like reading comments that say, "I love those guys." Too bad I quit drinking. You can still listen and drink and not it's drink. It's an entertainment lifestyle pop culture comedy thing. Don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. I'm tell, I'm preaching to the uh, choir. Ethan 56412. These guys <laughs> piss me off so much I want to wring their little necks. Listen to the show. Listen to the podcast and start drinking again. Listen to the show. No, um, but uh Jeff, you were talking about one mocktail thing you tried with seed lip. Seed lip. It was, yes. was it fun? Honestly, I found it delicious and kind of hard to describe. You guys were asking me like, so does it taste like liquor? And it doesn't. And there, there are three different flavor profiles. One is called citrus. One is called aromatic. And one is called herbal. I believe that's pronounced herbal. They're not trying to taste like any respective things, but you could see how like, oh, the citrus would work really well in this sort of cocktail. Ah, but I just had it straight on ice and liked it. Interesting. I got to try it. I've been getting my Instagram feed has been dominated by Kin, K-I-N, which I think is a competitor of Seedlip. It's also just a fake cocktail type of a thing. And it's funny that my it's like my social media figured out. I didn't search any of these, but I'm constantly clicking on liquor stuff. And then I think Instagram Zuckerberg is trying to sober me up. <laughs> he heard the Good podcast. Luck, He's like, I need this to end now. <laughs> Sober these three up. The only way to have our podcast end so that he doesn't have to listen to it is to make it so simple. Thing. Let's see. Who needs deplatforming? <laughs> number one. <laughs> well, number one and only. Get them off. 
sucker. Well, I myself have never. I I'm I'm not doing dry January. I applaud anyone. No, wetter than it. ever, man. <laughs> yeah, it, this is a real soaked January. But I think uh, I do. I do predict. I think this year some of these things will finally take off because when when you got Bud and Coors and Heineken going after a non-alcoholic thing, thing really hard, it means there's some. They're working on some research. They're not just shooting from the hip. They got right. Some- They're huge corporations, man. They don't. They don't tell us what to do. We tell them what to do to us. Yeah, Mike, but what are your feelings on huge corporations? I bloody hate them, Tim. <laughs> I bloody hate them, mate. I hate them. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Telling me what to do, what to drink, what to wear, what to say, what to listen to. <laughs> I wish I was a better at uh, freeform poetry because I, I felt like I was really launching into something. I think you're pretty good. Worked on me, man. Oh, yeah. good, 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 good. Um, I'm snapping. What if what if we did a uh, what if would a mocktail episode where we each bring in our own mocktail? Mm. Ooh, I like that. I like that, but could it, be. it would be even better if it was a cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Yeah, good point. put a little gin in there. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> spike that thing. Yeah, what if we start with mocktails? We said okay, and here's to make it a cocktail. Zip, and just say much better. <laughs> it's pretty easy. You know, one thing I like that's funny out there in the world. Is news bloopers? No, you know me the too. Because you got a you got somebody who's trying to act really serious and, and uh, <laughs> stately. It's crazy. It's the funniest. Like, why is that setting? That's the scenario. It's the funniest place for a mistake to happen. Because it's yeah, like Jeff was saying, like it's um, it's people being a weird type of formal that is not done in other any other part of your life. Like delivering the news is its own style of speaking and formality mm-hmm. that when they do screw up it's like oh i don't hear that very often well i bring it up because i heard we had a bit of a news fail on our very own show oh Uh-oh. me you're talking about me <laughs> mike i'm talking about you man <laughs> well i got two pieces of booze news today and they're both fails let me tell you about the first one so we had if you're if you're just new to the podcast we did uh manhattan's last week what a week and boy oh boy we drank them down didn't we and i had about three of them <laughs> And maybe a maybe a white claw or two. <laughs> and on my way up to bed, I said, "Uh oh, yeah, this this little guy's got to go barf, <laughs> barf, <laughs> barfed out everywhere." You barfed out? <laughs> I barfed out, man. But I will say this: it was not fun, and I didn't like it, and I felt bad about myself being like a guy who's on a podcast about drinking. I can't be barfing. <laughs> I will say, I think it didn't feel. I've been look. I've been. I've drunk to excess before and had to throw up. Sure, I admit that. <laughs> I admit that. But I think this was. This felt different. This felt like the vermouth. We were talking about the vermouth being old and bad, and I think the vermouth, like drinking that much bad vermouth, was probably a bad idea. Right, because we have recently learned that vermouth is wine. It's made from grapes. It needs to be stored in the fridge, and you can only have it in the fridge for a couple of months. You had a dusty old bottle from a cabinet, right? Yes, uh, from a long time ago. And uh, if I maybe if I didn't drink three of them, I would have been okay. But I think yeah. three doses of bad vermouth is going to send you <laughs> running, <laughs> ostriching oh. in the porcelain throne. <laughs> a little bit of the old uh, multicolor yawn, right? <laughs> Technicolor yawn, Te- that's right, Tim. The Technicolor yawn. Who said, did you have uh, like an uncle that said that or something? I heard that somewhere, but I thought it was so funny. It's definitely not my own. It's it's something else. I, well, I don't know. It's, 
Hearing after your experience here, Mike, I think that we should cancel Vermouth Month. <gasps> no, hey, look, I'm all for Vermouth Month, but if we just get brand new Vermouths and keep them in our no, Vermouth Month is gone. <laughs> no, 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 don't say that, Tim. I should not have brought that up. I just dumped my Vermouth, and I couldn't have been happier. Ugh, it's I, it, weird. It was hanging on my fridge, and I was like, I got to put real Wait, food in here. No, this- you dumped it. We were supposed to have Negronis. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's gone. Tim. It's gone. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to give you back a shot uh, that you you gave me some. And I'll give you a little bit back. Mm, yum, 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 yum. You guys are like uh, in the old days, old country days when people used to go next door and say, I need a cup of sugar to make my bread. <laughs> yeah. Bread, you'd say. <laughs> You're making a cake, sir. <laughs> yes, I need yes. a cup of vermouth to make my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, coming up on my uh, segment of booze news, I'm just going to show you this news right now. Oh, high life. It's a Miller High Life huge champagne size bottle. A champagne bottle of the champagne of beers. This is one wow. pint, four, four point nine fluid ounces of beer. It looks like a 40, but really classy. Yeah, it's got the little foil up top here and uh, it looks really cool. We saw I saw him in the store. and I was like, I'm taking this with me. That is very cool. So I can I can get to drinking that if I want. <laughs> Nothing's stopping me. But what I was going to be doing, the, the fail, the the news fail that was happening, yeah. was I was going to say, oh, guys, I was going to start this episode by drinking a normal bottle of Miller High Life. And you, we, we'd comment on it, probably, oh, Miller High Life. Oh, you're so cool, Mike. <laughs> I'd say, guys, you know what my piece of booze news is? I just got a p- new piece of equipment here that I wanted to let everyone know. It takes your bottle of beer and uh, blows it up <laughs> into a bigger bottle. And I was going to... Put the little beer off camera and then bring the big one up. And you guys will go, oh, look at this guy. Oh, hey, we can still do it. No, that would have rocked the house. I could not find a fucking uh, Miller High Life regular size bottle anywhere. You know what I saw? A promotion from Miller that I think was goes hand in hand with that champagne bottle is that um, they had these. Did you see these like coasters or, or Miller champagne glasses that they were trying to promote distanced hangs. So if you were zooming with your friend, they have Miller glasses that sit on Miller coasters that light up when you cheers. So they're trying to make it like a fun thing where, Hey, you're alone in your apartment. But if you, if you toast a glass to your friend, they, they're hooked up to Wi-Fi, and they like interact with each other. And when everyone says cheers, it, it lights up. Yeah, but for some reason it's hooked up to the Wi-Fi. So it's more that the two the two coasters know when your beer is either on the coaster or has been raised up, so they light up and turn off. Oh. Huh. So they light up every time you drink. That you know God I, Hey, look, Wi-Fi is cool. I like Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm a Wi-Fi kind of guy. Yeah, I'm on it right now, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Shit, me too. Me too. You know, I used to hardwire and then I melted my Ethernet cable on my heater. <laughs> too many pirating videos. Well, <laughs> I think that's going to close up the news. What type of, what type of news? <laughs> Booze news. Booze news, to be specific. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, guys, we got a good one today. Yeah. Oh, baby. Uh, see, I, I pivoted, but I don't have it. Tim, you got it. You got the goods. Oh, I'm knee deep in it. Today, folks, we are (laughs) discussing a certain little cocktail entitled the Moscow Mule. Yes. And in fact, 
I've got a whole little presentation. Really? About my own little personal theory on it. A little hypothesis I'd like to present, almost like a, like a PowerPoint, but with no visuals. Mm. Would mm-hmm. you guys like to hear my presentation? Yeah. Yeah. So the Moscow Mule, it's delicious, right? No shit is delicious because vodka, ginger beer, <laughs> lime in a big icy copper cup. It's delicious. They're great. We love them, right? You guys like them. We drink them. Oh, yeah. Tim, you couldn't tell me I don't like them because I have photos of me drinking one. Dude, we got to put those on social media, man. I got the photo. Mike, do you remember when we got the big boy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at, at the Tam O'Shander. At the Tam O'Shander. We got a big a big Moscow mule about the size of a... It came out of a big copper cup the size of a gallon of milk. Like they do it for the table. You yeah. can get like a big, big old mule for the table with everybody gets copper glasses, but it comes in a giant copper glass. And then you ladle it out. And the, the ice cubes in this thing were as big as harmonicas. They were long and thin. <laughs> it, was, it was like, it was like, honey, I shrunk the kids only slightly. Yeah. <laughs> honey, I shrunk the drunk. <laughs> you guys, thank you for each using your own terms to describe it. Like Mike tends to put things in harmonica terms and Jeff, you, you tend to, you're a film fan. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, no, so the, I, I love them. They're delicious. And that that communal one at Tamashander is a blast. And that's what I kind of associate with, even though it says Moscow, you don't think of cold Russia. You think it's like a, a kind of a good patio drink and they're mm-hmm. refreshing as all hell. But, uh, and, and we all like them, we all drink them. But I did, and if, if you're a listener. And you are. <laughs> everyone's a listener who loves them. I say, hey, you're right to drink them because they're great. But allow me to shit on them for one second. If I can be, Ooh. if a guy, I can be a little, pro, typically I'm a warm hearted guy and this is a welcoming podcast, but if I were to get a little provocative, wow, I I feel like I had sort of picked up on a vibe that the, the, the Moscow Mule is maybe, it's like an entry level cocktail that is good, but I think it's really just because that, that, that cup mm. really makes it so Instagrammable. Mm. Uh, that it's it's sort of like the, it, it, it's such a thing. If you're not a cocktail person, well, Mike, you know uh, when we were talking about the rum and coke, you said that the you, you think that people that order rum and cokes, it's because they're at a bar and they can't think of what they want, so they just say mm-hmm. you likened it to ordering chicken at a steakhouse. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> you you agree with your earlier statement? I agree with my earlier statements. I stand by them. Um, well, I I, I kind of thought I was like thinking about our the. In the post-Mad Men era cocktail boom, mm-hmm. everyone started drinking old fa- – 10 years ago, uh, we're having old fashions and we're having martinis and stuff. I feel like the mule, it, it almost became amongst cocktail uh, uh, circles as being like you're a little bit of a basic bitch or you're uh-huh. like a little bit of a – I do not like this. It's the, <laughs> rustic, it's the rustic man's Cosmo. It's the rustic man's Cosmo. And Jeff, this is what's great about me being provocative is you can own me. You can dunk, I'm going to let you, you can, have it, Tim. You can dunk on no, you, you don't have to just <laughs> let me have it. You don't speak for the rest of the pod. <laughs> I mean, I, no, I mean, I'm going to let you have it. Oh, Fuck. you're going to let me have a, a fist. One of these. Oh, shit. Fist yeah. in my moneymaker. Um, but here, that was just like a vibe I had. And then, so I, I read the history to be like, maybe I'm dead wrong. And, uh, and I was like, does anyone else feel this way or whatever? But here's what I found. Basically, the history is... Um, there's a previous drink called a buck, and a buck is a, if you put ginger or citrus in liquor. So it's from like and this. The, is, oh, Buck's Fizz? 
I thought that it would be. We talked about a Bucks Fizz. Mike taught us about the Bucks Fizz, which is um, a mimosa mimosa precursor. Hmm. But here's the thing. Mike, do you remember where that book name came from? Like the Buckingham Hotel or something? Hmm. It was in England somewhere. I forget. Well, this is not that. This is a separate drink. Okay. Um, uh, but because it said that, like, there was a soft drink that was called the Horse's Neck. This is in the 20s. It's a ginger ale and lemon soft drink called Horse's <laughs> Neck. And then Ugh. someone added whiskey to it. And because it was Horse's Neck with whiskey, they called that a Kentucky Buck. So it's a whole different thing than the Buck's Fizz. Okay. Which pisses me off because with cocktails, don't you? I would love for there to just be a narrative we can follow once in a while. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it's all over the place. Um, but from the Kentucky buck, then there was like the Shanghai buck and the Jinjin buck and the London buck. And I guess even one called the vodka buck. So, so I guess they did exist. But as far as mm. the Moscow mule, as we know it in mm-hmm. the copper cup, it's in the forties. There's, uh, uh, an LA guy who owns a British pub on the sunset strip called the cock and bull. And, and, mm. uh, they have, uh, they make ginger beer. And then you have this New York guy who is the PR marketing dude at a, at a company that represents Smirnoff. And mm-hmm. the two of them met up in New York at the Chatham Hotel in Midtown. And they're, they were like, this is like Mad Men era, just off Madison Avenue, like being like, maybe we could do cross promo thing. And they came up with the Moscow Mule by saying like, okay, so it's Smirnoff and it's cock and bull ginger beer with lime. And it's in a copper cup. And one of the guys, his girlfriend worked for a copper company that made these cups, allegedly. <laughs> Man. So they, so it's like a corporate concoction, which is fine because a lot of these, uh, these cocktails are that. But this guy did that brilliant thing that later we saw that the Fireball guy did in Nashville where he, once they invented the drink, he went from bar to bar and he'd be like, Hey, it's this thing. You put it in this cup. And then he would get a picture of the bartender making it. Ah. And he took the picture on like the hot new thing, which was a Polaroid camera. <laughs> so it's very like what, original. What, what, what year was this again? I, I missed the beginning year. This is 1941. Oh. And he would take a Polaroid of a, of a bartender so that he could put a picture up on the wall. But then also he would go to the next town and show the next bartender, like, look, they're drinking these Moscow mules at all these other bars. You guys got to get them on the menu. And that worked. And uh, and it, it took off for them. And it was like a huge thing. And it's uh, crazy. I know. And and it, so it's just kind of cooked. I, other people have a theory that the bartender at the Cock and Bull actually came up with a recipe. And that's very possible that an actual bartender did it. But it's really like two businessmen cooked this up because they just wanted a good looking drink that people would latch onto. It's almost kind of like the Cosmo or the um, yeah, the Fireball thing. It's just like the Cosmo is, is promoting like abs- absolute Citrone was one of the stories. So that's like a kind of like if you have this specific type of liquor, you can make this drink. Right. Oh, yeah. Citrone. And that is the only time I've ever had. Citrone, but that that wasn't like a Citrone uh, exec like getting it going. Yeah, kind of. It's funny because even the IBA recipe does call specifically for Smirnoff vodka. Yeah, so that's funny that they those clever little devils. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any Smirnoff, so I'm not I'm not following their rules tonight. Yeah, me neither. So doing Tito's. So this is this is 1941. They came up with this while the country is is tightening their belts and sending our boys off to fight the excess power. <laughs> this guy is just going around, hey, I'm trying to get this copper cup thing going. Who wants in? Yeah, I think he specifically said, like, hey, don't worry about our boys. 
our beloved <laughs> yeah. boys overseas. This is the this is what's going on. <laughs> they got plenty of copper cups. <laughs> yeah, um, don't they need copper for the war effort? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? I think I I heard that like that's why in World War Two uh, <laughs> you always hear about America like losing battles because they didn't have enough copper bullets and copper gear. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that is interesting though that it was. Like you were saying that it's an Instagrammable thing and it started out as a like get a picture taken and get the word out about these things. Well, so there's no reason for that copper cup. In, in fact, recently the FDA has been saying don't drink out of copper cups because like Moscow mules are acidic. And when you put like an acid liquid into copper, it yeah. can there's like toxicity. So these days if you drink one at a at a bar that's in that cup these days, usually the inside is lined with like a uh, stainless steel. Well, I'm sure you two can put it together. Uh, I tried to keep it a secret, but you now know why my penny collection is so pristine. <laughs> I have been wondering about that penny collection. Why is that? I use liquor, Jeff. I soak my pennies in liquor to make them sparkling clean. <laughs> <laughs> You know, right. so Mike, the tragedy. <laughs> Tim, you were gonna say more. Well, the tragedy is a penny is still only worth one cent. It doesn't matter how shiny I get it. Well, you haven't seen these pennies, Tim. No, I have a couple. Uh, I have a couple. Hey, pennies. Those are oh, worth about. You'll a see them and be like, "Oh, I'll give you a nickel for that one. That was <laughs> so shiny. Five, six cents for that." Hey, yeah, that doesn't sound like that. You do that a hundred times. Boom. Five hundred bucks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you have to if you got that kind of time go for it okay yeah, and math skills <laughs> so the moscow mule is invented uh, they're doing a clever thing with the name right this drink isn't from moscow but they were like there were other mule bucks became mules and then like shanghai mule and london mule those are rum or gin so then like is moscow smirnoff mule. even a, a russian vodka it is um it is. And, uh, and so that was like a clever name they came up with and the drinks hit, they drink it. I think it takes off in LA. It's a big thing. And then, uh, I read that one person who really loved it was Hera, the guy, the guy that ran Hera's casino, that chain, he lived in Reno and he was always drinking Moscow mules in like the forties <laughs> and people were like, Hera loves them. And to this day, I don't know if you've heard of a certain Oprah Winfrey, but it's her favorite oh, cocktail. Really? Huh? Huh? She loves them, talks about them all the time, and has like a recipe for the like proportions she likes to use. Do you know what uh, Gale or Stedman's favorite cocktails are? <laughs> Whatever Gale. Oprah's drinking. Yeah, we swear. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, uh, my favorite is Oprah's uh, exact recipe. <laughs> <laughs> so you say it, it blew up in uh, L.A. Well, it looks like that J-Lo, J-Law wasn't the only thing that blew up in Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. Bring it right back. To take us into making it? I don't know. <laughs> well, making it. No, no, that was good. That was strong enough to go out on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, if I wasn't so tongue-tied. <laughs> the recipe is uh, 45 milliliters of Smirnoff vodka, so that's an ounce and a half, which is one shot of vodka. Yeah. 120 milliliters of ginger beer, um, which it's is like four, four, ounces. four ounces, half a cup of ginger beer. 10 milliliters of fresh lime juice, which is two teaspoons. And uh, in a mule cup or a rocks glass, combine the vodka and ginger beer, add lime juice, and gently stir to involve all ingredients. <laughs> mm, wow. Garnish with a lime slice. Nice. Tim, one more thing. Yeah. 
I feel like every mule I've seen in the wild had some fucking mint in it, so I picked some up at the grocery store. Wow. Here I'm looking at the recipe. Wow. No mint. You just went rogue and started buying leaves? And here's the thing. I don't like buying mint. <laughs> I don't like having a plant in my fridge. What? This big old sloppy thing of herbs just flopping around my fridge. <laughs> They don't last long, that's for sure. That's for damn it's sure. It's floral. It's delicious. You can you can put it in your iced tea. Okay, but I, I needed what, like, I needed a sprig of five leaves, and now I have, like, 500 mint leaves. Well, excuse me. I'm mad. Well, you could have followed the recipe and not done any of this. I don't think there's anyone in the world who's worse off than you right now in this moment, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well... Here's one last little tidbit I wanted to mention, because if you recall that, I, I started this off by saying that I was looking down my long nose upon this drink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I found, this was actually pretty interesting. I didn't find too many people shit talking it or anything to justify why I thought it was not a, not a classy cocktail. But I did find this great Eater article talking about Better Call Saul. And mm. on that show, I, I've seen this episode, but I, I forgot the whole thing about it. It's um, when Kim Wexler is getting wooed over to another law firm, the guy offers her during lunch, offers her a Moscow mule and says, want a mule? And you can have it in the, the original copper cup like the miners used to use. And it's like really exotic to her. She's like, oh my God, like here I am at a, at, yeah. at a law firm where I just eat salads and everything's plain and you want me like it's seen as this exotic uh, power move to drink that drink during the day. And then I guess um, the writers of that show continued using that as a metaphor for like when Kim is dr drinking a Moscow mule, it's like that's when she's getting ambitious or wants to act out and that they kind of use that 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 drink to be like exotic and, and i think w knowing that show their version of albert albuquerque is very sort of like bland corporate americana like kind of a dunder mifflin mm -hmm. plainness yeah. to it so i could imagine that within the writer's room we should ask bob within the writer's room at better call saul i have a feeling that those writers think that this drink is gauche Ooh. Uh, well, I, I did. I always thought I sort of made up the history in my mind as I was drinking them. But like, I always thought the Copper Cup was like an old like Moscow thing. It's like they that was like a yeah, thing really. you had in my like poor people had in Moscow and they put it together. I assume there'd be a re like a temperature thing behind it where it's like, oh, mm -hmm. this keeps it extra cold. But it doesn't. It doesn't. This is really a good. Uh, this is one of the first and only. I mean, we've had a couple like this. The, the Cuba Libre was like this. It has like a very definitive story about how this fucking thing was made. <laughs> I got to think that the copper does keep it cold, though, like colder than a glass. Well, copper gets cold, but I don't think that you want your glass. I think you want your glass to be insulating, right? If it's getting cold, that means it's like taking the cold uh -huh. away. No. Are, are we science guys? You want your outside of your cup to be hot. Do we know a lot about science? Not, not copper science. I feel like uh, Black Cat in L.A. has really good mules. And um, the last time I was there, which was forever ago, I got to the very end of my mule. And I was like, man, this is like just served cold. My last sips in this Ooh. thing are like fucking mm. cold. So I think there's something to it. Um, what size harmonica were the ice cubes? 
What size harmonica? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what key? Uh, <laughs> novelty necklace size or band leader size? Yeah, you know, like John Popper's uh, golden oh, very harmonica. Good, very good. All right, now, you have a copper cup, Jeff, at home. Yes. Tim? I do. Um, I swear, I know that I had one that I never used, and I, I'm sure I threw it out. And now it's I fine if you don't. It. It's fine if you don't, Tim. But I'm so mad. It's like when you throw out old sketch comedy props, and then you got to go to San Francisco and do the sketch again. But <laughs> I found this funny little stainless steel mug that I should have used for the mint julep, and I'm going to use that just so that I'm not left out of the fun. Mm. That'll do. <laughs> All right, this has been a long segment one. Let's get to it. Off we go. <laughs> See you soon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Sloppy Boys is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey folks, Mike Hanford from The Sloppy Boys here, and I wanted to ask you, do you ever have this feeling like you gotta get something off your chest? You know, you're walking around with something, and you go, I just gotta tell someone this, I just gotta fix this thing. It happens to us all. We all carry around these different stressors, big and small. That's just how it is. But when we keep bottling it up, it can start to affect us negatively, and that's not good. But therapy is here to help. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work on whatever's weighing you down. Now look, you know me, I've been to therapy. I'm the therapy guy, I love it. And I gotta say, it does help when you go in there and talk to the therapist and say, you know what, my two co-hosts piss me off on a daily basis. I've got, it's weighing me down, what am I gonna do? That of course is a joke example, but you get what I'm saying. You can tell the therapist what you're feeling and they'll help you learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Now listen to this. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's right, you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's pretty good. So folks... Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Sloppy Boys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P dot com slash Sloppy Boys. Go in there, talk to somebody, get it off your chest, have a great time. We're back. We're in. We're in. We are back live. First sips. Here we go. Ooh, mm. that's good. Mm. Mm. It's that. It's, it's that ginger bite. Mm-hmm. A lot of my favorite tastes. It's tart. One of them is copper. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's see that mug you got there, Jeff. Ooh. Ooh, that's a mug you want to chug. Mm, nice. I just got this sort of rocks glass here. I've got a funny old-timey prospector steel cup. But I do like when you have a metal cup, you get that condensation on the outside. Yeah. Yeah, it slips right out of your hand. Tim, you look like Daniel Plainview <laughs> with a straw. <laughs> I drink your Moscow Mule sh- milkshake. <laughs> uh. Moscow Mule shake. Um, here's a funny thing. First of all, first sip for me, this is fucking delicious. And I mean, this is, it's pretty much as good as a taste can be because I'm not really getting any uh, uh, vodka almost. It's just a nice, delicious ginger beer with lime. But a funny side note for me, my lime garnish, I squeezed lime wedges Mm. in the amount that the IBA told me to. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, I want to have a lime wedge for the top of my uh, cup as a garnish. But my lime was all spent, and it, and it wouldn't stay on the top of my cup. Mm-hmm. So I was like, do I have any more limes that I could use as a garnish? And the only lime, that was the end of my lime. I looked at my fridge. reached the end of the lime. <laughs> reached at the end of the lime. I look in my fridge. There's a key lime pie. Uh-huh. You got a key lime pie in there? I have a key lime pie in my fridge. Wow. And there's lime wedges on top of it. So I stole, I stole limes from you the pilfered top. a lime. Yeah, don't tell Jessica. Did you re- did you reach past the uh, the leftover uh, turkey with the the little frills on the end of the? Uh, you've <laughs> yeah. got a cartoon fridge over there. That paper frills scratched my arm. Is this what married life is like? That you you have surprises in your fridge? Like yeah, pretty much. Ooh, I didn't buy that. Oh, she she's been baking this afternoon. Key lime pies. Jessica ordered it from Bristol Farms via Instacart. But what's funny is, I so I took it and I said, Tim, you're like MacGyver. This is great. And I put the limes there. But then when I was drinking, you know how we get a little bit of a smell. And you try not to be swayed by the smell, but the smell is a part right, of the drink. Right. Um, yeah. It didn't, it does, they don't smell like lime. They, like, it was just pungent of key lime pie. And they're covered in like a gelatinous gelatin. Are they like those candy limes? Candy. Well, key, key lime is a different flavor. Well, I don't look at these limes. They're 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 covered in jello and and they're gross. <laughs> and it didn't work. Huh. All right. I didn't have a wedge. I use I use that lime like you know when you go to the produce aisle and you get that uh squeezer? Plastic lime. Yeah, it looks like a plastic lime, but it's got lime juice in it. That's what I got. I did my lime squeezer. You know the you know the squeezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I took half a lime and just squeezed it right on my ice cubes. Nothing makes me happier. (laughs) Was half a lime the exact right amount? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll you say. son of a bitch. I don't know. But here's the thing. I'm starting to learn from this podcast. I'm a lime freak. I'll, I'll put a little too much lime. Ooh. Lime is amazing. Think of it lime. You put it in your drinks, and then if you want to squeeze it right over your food, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. Kuba Libre, same deal. You really don't, you really do not taste the liquor in this thing at all. This was reminding me of, I think the most famous buck is a dark and stormy, dark rum and ginger beer, and which I, which I love. This is very similar, but you kind of you kind of don't taste the because vodka is a bit of a chameleon. It's funny, Tim, when you say the most famous buck to me, I think of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ah, damn, I don't know his last name. <laughs> the Greek freak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Antetokounmpo. Well, you say it in the song. Well, how does it? What is it? I say Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo, I think. Antetokounmpo, yeah. They're, they're well, teased, that's but I he kind of says I got to agree with you. Hey, let me ask you this. Yes. Ginger beer, what'd you use? Because isn't that kind of crazy that it, that's up That's up to you? Use whatever ginger beer you want. It greatly mm-hmm. influences the drink. Yeah. I use some generic thing. I It's all the way, it's in the other room, so I'm not going to leave and go find it. But damn it, if I can, can't remember the name of it. Yep. I used a Bundaberg. Oh. Bundaberg is my favorite and I love it. And in fact, I have it so much that I didn't want to use it because I thought it would be cheating because I like that stuff so much. So I, <laughs> And I also love Reed's Jamaican ginger ale. I feel like ginger beer is having a moment where a lot of people are jumping on. I hope that moment's uh, almost up. Michael. Michael. Not a fan? Your friends just said they like ginger beer. I don't love ginger beer and what make it keeps me from loving this drink. Right here. Oh. Huh. See, I'm not a vodka guy. Uh, I do so, not love this drink. Uh, Tito's is really the only thing giving vodka a fair shake in my mind. Like, yeah. people forever were like, oh, but you got to try Tito's. And it's true. It somehow is a little better than most vodkas. It's one of those things where it's a better vodka and it's like cheaper. They they found a like yeah. cool... Made in America. Mm-hmm. Tito's, in my research for Booze News, I saw that Tito's is having three years of you know, the biggest growth possible. It's been like the number one liquor and amongst vodkas, it's like 10 to one. Tito's is blowing Smirnoff and Stoli away. Great. Tito's is what I always use. And then when I just want to mix it up, I like kettle one and that's what I'm using today. But it's weird when you get real fancy with vodkas, I feel like you're wasting money because Belvedere and, and Grey Goose, they're really good and I'll buy them like if it's, a fancy day, <laughs> but they kind of just taste like less like vodka. They just are seem like they have water in them or something. Tim, I'm trying. I'm trying not to stifle my screams of agony here. But remember, <laughs> three years ago, I took you out to a nice lunch, and I said, "This is more of a business lunch." I laid out my stock portfolio in front of you and said, "What vodka do you think is going to take off?" <laughs> and you tell me now. I said, anything but Tito's, Mike. <laughs> I put it in generic ginger beer. I wonder if you could make a uh, good mule, with, even with shitty vodka. Because mm. if you're using ginger beer, which is pungent, and lime, right. especially as much as I'm using You're masking it. I feel like you might be able to mask some pretty stanky vodka. I think bad vodka, though, or bad uh, any alcohol, really punches through, and that's what makes it bad. Is how yeah. fully like alcoholic right. flavor it is. 
Mike, okay, okay. It's worth no. I, I'm just, I, I'm just uncle, saying. Uncle, uncle, <laughs> Mike, back <laughs> off the poor guy. Jesus Christ! I'm just in a bad mood because of my stock portfolio, my vodka stock portfolio. Hey, you at home, make one of these with some dog shit vodka and tell us what you think. Pop off or yeah. or crystal. <laughs> That's the one. Crystal Palace. Pop off is the is the worst one <laughs> that I remember. The one I've come across that always made me laugh was the vodka prince. <laughs> and it had a, a picture, like a drawing of a prince on the front. And it was, it was awful. awful. I, um, in high school, my friend was on the tennis team and, um, he was like, Hey, you know, I can, I can get, I can get you booze from the tennis coach. If you give me money and I'll have, we had one of those tennis coaches that was like trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he was like 22 and was like, hey, guys, yeah, I'm one to use. Um, and I gave him 10 bucks and he bought me a bottle of vodka. And the label was a black paper label that just said vodka. <laughs> Ooh. And I had it. I remember being in the locker room and I felt like a god, like a whole bottle of vodka and I own it. <laughs> um, but now I'm thinking I gave him 10 bucks. He probably pocketed like nine of those bucks. <laughs> we gotta get it back yeah having like a bottle of hard alcohol when you're in high school or college like you might as well have like gold bullion <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just it's like such a rare thing i remember like staring at it. i had it in my locker for a while just like wow me a bottle of vodka <laughs> if only they could see me now <laughs> i i did the same thing uh in my locker with my books i'd say wow uh, uh, opportunity to learn and to grow Wow, my life could improve so much if I read these books. <laughs> um, the uh, the the lime covers up the ginger taste. Like this is a nice uh, mix of a flavor. You know what I mean? Like ginger beer on its own, I don't really like, but the lime Cuts is it. masking the ginger, which is masking the vodka. It's all a big cover up job. Not unlike uh, what's going on with Russia these days, from what I'm told by the the liberal media. <laughs> Yeah, you hate the liberal media, yet you consume so much of it. I do not hate the liberal media. I want to be friends with these people. Anderson Cooper, get back to me, please. Ooh, let's have Anderson Cooper on the show. I wonder what drink he'd want. Hey, have you seen what Ryan Seacrest looks like now? No. No, no. He just looks like a normal man all of a sudden. Really? In what way? Like he doesn't what he doesn't have a spiky haircut? (laughs) No, I saw him do a New Year's Rockin' Eve. Uh Uh-huh. Or whatever the Dick Clark thing. I gotta look this. And guy I was up. like, I was like, who's this guy they keep throwing to? And it was Ryan Seacrest. He just looks like <laughs> he. I mean, you know, uh, everybody gets older. It's just funny that he's a little rounder. His hair doesn't have like the highlights in it, and <laughs> he's a little just, rounder. He is. Uh, he ages just like the rest of us. Yeah, he's kind of just. Well, he's got a he's got a floppy um, quarantine haircut. Yeah, that's part of it, yeah. But yeah. Did you know that Ryan Seacrest is the executive producer of Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Really? Yeah, he's got his little hands in everything. In everything? We we uh pitched to Seacrest Productions. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, and he said Seacrest out. <laughs> yes, he did. You mean to tell me Ryan Seacrest doesn't want to do a Sloppy Boys podcast movie for IMAX? What did we what did we pitch to him? Like a reality thing? Back in the birthday boys days, it was like we met with some 
some assistant or whatever. High level assistant. And they were like, yeah, super high, super high. They could green light whatever they wanted. <laughs> and they, they were just like, yeah, Ryan loves comedy, but it's just got to be smart, you know? And like that <laughs> one of those, we've had a million of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think we had Ryan level comedy. Um, <laughs> a man who, I, this is, uh, I've always disliked Ryan Seacrest since this moment. I was listening to him on the radio because he hosts that he does Ryan's Roses and and he's on pop radio, probably nationwide, but definitely here in LA. But What's Ryan's Roses? They do a prank. It's like, if you want to see if your partner is cheating on you, Ryan will send roses to your partner and call them on the radio and be, be, or, or call them and say, you're on the air. We're sending roses to whoever you want to send them to. Tell us. Who would you like to send roses to for free? You just want all these roses. Uh-huh. And if the person says their spouse, then they're not cheating. But if they give some other name, then they're cheating. It's really sad. And I've heard from writers in LA that it's fake and that they've written for it. Uh, <laughs> but I listened to Ryan on the radio one time and he was talking about that when he watches a movie in the movie theater, he looks at his phone and he answers emails and that his friends and staff give him shit for emailing during movies, but he doesn't see anything wrong with it. And that made me dislike in it. a theater, in a movie theater, watching a new movie. That's no good. Yeah, that's, that's it is no good. I don't like the, this Ryan's roses thing is the first time I'm hearing about it, but it, fake or not, like he's a, he's a person, a TV personality. Who's like a nice guy host. Why is he like, and also I prank people to try to break up their relationship. <laughs> I'll tell you why my theory is that he's really stupid and he has no brain cells. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. He's just bitter. The whole industry has made him bitter. <laughs> That's true. He's a massive talent. <laughs> yeah, he's a massive... He's just bitter. You know, if you knew Seacrest 10, 15 years ago, man, he'd be like your favorite dude. Yeah. That's true. The way he hosts... No, there was an expose about the first season of American Idol. There was a stand-up comedy man who co-hosted with Ryan Seacrest... And then Seacrest purposely sabotaged that guy. Like they'd be on live TV. Remember the first season of American Idol, how huge that was? Um, Uh It would like dominated a whole summer in America. When the show would come back from commercial, he would read both lines on the teleprompter and just take the other guy's lines and make, leave him standing there like a dumbass. Wow. Hmm. That's wild. Um, You know, it's funny. So we're talking about Seacrest who, and, uh, American Idol. It's very music centric. The <laughs> there was like a a boom. Uh, 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 <laughs> American what? Idol is very music centric. It's like about time we pointed that out. Continue. Well, no, because the thing I'm about to talk about is also yeah. <laughs> a little music centric. The the <laughs> mule got popular uh, again in the 70s. I don't know if you came across that at all, Tim. Sure. It had a little Renaissance, <laughs> and the. Uh, the group, the uh, village people, like really liked him, and apparently there was also like this push to like drink responsibly. And the the village people were like, "Okay, well, if this right. drink is coming back. You know, it's disco time. Everyone's sort of out clubbing, and getting crazy, but be responsible with it." So they took a song of theirs and they re sort of rearranged some of the lyrics, and they came out with this this song for the Moscow Mule. And uh, I have it here if you want to if we want to listen to it. Oh, great! That's awesome. Like a fool. We see on the Moscow, 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 Moscow Mule, yeah. 
responsibly because it's cool. Moscow, 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 Moscow Maybe just drink two. Let's make that the rule. I'm talking about the <laughs> Moscow, Moscow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And no running when you're around the pool. Woo! Stay safe, everyone. But have a mule. And don't forget to dance, dance, dance. Do a split if you can. If you, if can. you can. Curl it to a ball and spin around. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and cut loose with a Moscow mule. But not too much. Moscow, Moscow, <laughs> Moscow. Here we go again, baby. Oh, oh, that was the verse. Too much, you might act like a fool. I'm talking about that. Moscow, Moscow. You know what I'm talking about. Drink responsibly because it's cool. It comes in a silver cup. Moscow, Moscow, mule. I mean, gold. Maybe just drink two. <laughs> Let's make that the. Hey, what if this record goes gold? Moscow, <laughs> Moscow, mule. That would put me in a disco mood. And no running when you're around the. Wow. Ooh, wow. Yeah, they put that together for uh, just a, a drink responsibly PSA campaign for Moscow Mules. <laughs> so soulful. So much soul in those voices. <laughs> didn't lose any of the beat. Uh, didn't lose any of that uh, dancey, infectious uh, swag. No, no. They wanted, they, they were, they were steadfast when they went into the album or the uh, uh, studio to record this. They were steadfast. We want to keep that dancey beat. Here's what I love about it. Yeah. A lot of songs tell you to do things and you're like, well, I can't do that. This song specifies if you can, <laughs> you know? So if right. I can't personally roll up into a ball, <laughs> it it says if you can, yeah. then do it. If you can't, well, then they give you another option. Whatever else you can do, you try it. Right. right. Try it out. And they're saying, you know, don't have too many. You know, you have one yeah. or two. Let's have two. Let's make that the rule. But also, we are making the song do have one. Yes. Definitely, definitely do have one. Yeah. I, it's kind of like the middle way. The Buddha would be proud. Right. <laughs> I think that's also what they were talking about in the studio a lot during that time. Uh, but I don't think, yeah, it's about, um, you know, getting on the dance floor, having a Moscow mule, and a Moscow mule sort of loosens you up, and you'll have yeah, a lot more fun. What was it, curl up in a ball? What was that? Yeah, curl. if you can't do a split, they said, if you can't do a split, curl into a ball and spin around. Like maybe like a break dancing. That's what I was led to believe. This is before break dancing was big in the '80s, so it was kind of like a eh, mm. we're figuring it out, but try this. <laughs> That's wow. fucking cool, man. I but love really, it. really interesting. Yeah, it's you, you do a little digging on some of this uh, this older stuff. I find I find it really. I personally find it really interesting. Huh. <laughs> some of this older stuff, whether it's like, for example, songs about the Moscow Mule or just other stuff that is previous to now. <laughs> other older stuff, history stuff. I like history. I like music history. Oh, you're a history junkie. Pop culture. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like that kind of stuff. Well, that song definitely renewed my interest in this cocktail. I, I'm good drinking it with more vigor. Yeah, I might even have like a third or fourth cocktail. Oh, duh. No. No, Listen no, you're right. Song, I caught my myself because I remembered the song. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to do a split, and then I realized I could just roll around in a ball. <laughs> like Sonic. <sighs> Folks, we're having a great time with these mules. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break, and we'll come back with our final thoughts after this. 
Oh, hell yeah. Moscow, Moscow Mule. I, I kind of like that. Be, dun, dun, I, I, I kind of like that, too. It's got a Boom. certain... Moscow Mule. Yeah. And then they yeah. mention it having fun at the pool, being safe at the pool. I love it all. It could also do a thing with their other song. You go, M-U-L-E. I really like to drink a M-U-L-E. Oh, yeah. That is good. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, we're back. Moscow Woo. Mule in hand. Oh, baby. Here are our final thoughts. I'll go first because uh, I'm not going to be the popular one here. This is a good drink. It's not a bad drink. Uh, it's not something I personally order. Yes, I will get on board with a huge one for novelty's sake. I like the size of those uh, ice cubes that were in it. I mentioned that earlier, much earlier in the podcast. This is good. It tastes good. I think two in a row of these is a little strong taste for me. And you are on the record as a non-ginger guy. I like ginger ale. I like the root itself. Hmm. Don't really love ginger beer. Ooh, here's a little did you know. I learned this just today in my research. Guess what is the difference between ginger ale and ginger beer? I don't know. Oh, that's a good... That's funny. I never thought of ginger ale as like being an ale, you know, and ginger beer. Ginger, being... ginger ale is sugar. No, they're both pretty sugary, aren't they? The difference is ginger ale is carbonated water with ginger flavoring. So it's a soda. You got your, your seltzer or whatever. You're putting, mm -hmm. putting in sugary ginger syrup. Ginger beer is brewed. So it's actually mm. the bubbles and stuff are a result of like a brewing process made from ginger is i would assume ginger beer is more expensive on the on the av yep average have you guys ever had alcoholic ginger beer no no i have and it's great yeah. and it the one i had was a had a little bit of that like it was like half carbonated it was like a little flat like a british ale mm. and it wasn't super sweet either like it wasn't as sweet as a, a bundaberg <laughs> Thank you for the proper pronunciation. <laughs> Anytime. Wonderberg. Uh, final thoughts, T? My final thought is um, I think it's delicious. I'm a ginger guy, unlike my cohort, Mike. Love ginger Thank ale. You. Thank you for being nice with that. <laughs> oh, the words that flash through my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
bad man, um, <laughs> negative, suppressive personality, uh, dunderheaded, <laughs> foolish dick, <laughs> dick and brain, both small. Um, uh, no, hey, hey, hey. I love ginger. And oh, by the way, I had Gosling's ginger beer because I was trying to branch out from my typical Ryan Gosling's. Ryan Gosling himself. You know the one that's got a seal on the label, a baby seal. Oh, that's what I got. It's kind of cheap, right? It's cheap. It's very popular at bars, and it's a it is a rum brand. So I was trying to get something that I thought was pretty standard because I couldn't find Cock and Bull, which they still make. That's, that's the original one is still on the market. Um, so if you're making one at home, folks, if you can find Cock and Bull ginger beer, make it with that. Instagram us. We'll give you a share. Um, but I loved this Gosling's and I loved it in the drink and this, I love lime to me, this tastes, if you're just going on taste is this is to me, it was as good as anything we've had on this pod. It's, it's refreshing. It's, I, I do want an, another round. I could have 10 of these in a night. It's a real drinkable yeah. glugger chugger. Yeah. And I started today with hypothesis that maybe this was a drink of a tacky, gauche, <laughs> gaudy, basic person. <laughs> and I, I've decided, I've, I've proven my hypothesis false. It's delicious. I love it. And that's great. And, and that's, I big of you, that's big of you to say my theory was I wrong. would defend its honor with my heart. Well, Tim, thanks for um, fact-checking your friend there. Um, this is a great drink. And uh, no two ways about it. It's got limes in it. Um, for me, a little bit of mint. Mm-hmm. It's uh, oh yeah, a fuckload of ice cubes. <laughs> super super cold. And then uh, if you use a decent vodka, see, I've had like a Kentucky Mule because in general I'm maybe more of a whiskey guy than a vodka guy. But I do think as mules go, the way to go is with a vodka like a Tito's. Mm. But here's the thing: I think we have to discount all of your results because you put mint in it, which is not. Regulation. Well, surely not all of my results. <laughs> okay, some of your results. Thank you. He said with that Dutton glint in his eye. Dutton, <laughs> tell us about the mug. It looks it looks great. It is shiny and glowing with condensation. Yes. Did you feel like this got extra? That does look like a thick. Yeah, thick as a brick. That doesn't look like a little thin. I think of the dimpled ones that are hammered. <laughs> Yeah. Hear that? <laughs> yeah. Donk, donk. That's how you know it's good. Well, the inside is the has the brushed aluminum look. Mm. My mom put this in my stocking several Christmases ago. Oh, hey, that's a nice stocking stuffer. Way to and, go, uh, Mrs. Dutz. Yeah, way to go, Dutz. And then, uh, <laughs> I call my mom Dutz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, I gotta say, I'm getting down to the way bottom, and it's as cold as it's ever been. That's great. When exactly, when you're drinking a drink on the rocks, when, when do you get to the warm bottom? Beers get warm. Cocktails don't get warm. Martinis no, I, every, get warm. everything gets warm until you, <laughs> until you put it in a nice copper. <laughs> well, Jeff, I'm sorry that I insinuated that you are a basic bitch. No, no. Well, uh, Tim, I do think you're right that, like, we all remember mojitos, the moment mojitos had yeah. uh, maybe 10 years ago. And now I feel like that kind of feels like, oh, what, what are we talking about? Paris Hilton and Panic at the Disco? What are, what are we doing? Damn. We're past all that. Are you saying that uh, Moscow Mules have replaced the mojito? or 
Yeah, and and T, I think you might be right that the uh, the 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 uh, Moscow Mule backlash is moments away. I think people are going to turn Oof. on this probably after this uh, unjustly, unjustly. Well, Jeff, I always uh, when I think of a Moscow Mule, I think of you. I think this is your drink, probably because you own Me? that mug. Yeah, yeah, you're the uh, you're the mule, the mule fool. Hey, maybe you should like the drink a little more, huh? Mm. <laughs> Reminds you of your friend. <laughs> it, it makes me want to go to the Tama Shanter and get the big communal one, and then we're scooping it out. Hey, give me two scoops. Oh, I'll have four scoops, I believe. <laughs> well, folks, that's it for the Moscow Mule. We got a little mail, folks. Ooh. Hey. Robert Persinger asks, Hey, guys, loving the show. I was just listening to the Cuba Libre episode, and Dutton was right on the money about Beetlejuice's tropical aspirations, <laughs> especially since there was an unmade sequel where he would have found himself in Hawaii. Really? Whoa. Yes. The wild unmade sequel, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Thanks for all the laughs, Robert Persinger. Interesting. Wow. There's uh, apparently Beetlejuice... Uh, before it was made into what it is, it was a full-on horror movie. The script was a full-on horror script. Mm. And Beetlejuice was depicted at certain parts of it uh, very insensitively, I think, as a uh, like Middle Eastern sheik. Hmm. <laughs> I, so that the story is much different than it is now. But uh, I, I don't really, I just watched, I read one of these like 10 facts about Beetlejuice after I watched the movie once. And that was one that stuck out to me. I can't believe that solely based on the song Deo, Jeff, you were able to ascertain that Beetlejuice had tropical aspirations. Yeah. <laughs> and now it has been confirmed. And and we're just going to read this email and take it at face value. And we're not going to look into this at all. He links to a Screen Rant article. We didn't. Screen Rant is basically like my uh, Washington Post. <laughs> We didn't we didn't uh, mention this before, but Tropical Aspirations is the next Sloppy Boys album title. It, it simply must. <laughs> oh hell yeah, we do have Tropical Aspirations. It says here there was a script written by Jonathan Gems that followed the Dietz family as they moved to Hawaii to develop a vacation resort. As construction begins, it's quickly found that the resort is planned atop an ancient burial ground. Of course, enter Beetlejuice, who would accidentally awake native spirits and cause mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> Make it. You could still make that. With Michael Keaton. He was so funny. Beetlejuice is uh he's a funny character. And he's not in it much. Put him in the makeup. In the first uh like edit or whatever, he wasn't in it that much, and test audiences like loved the Beetlejuice guy, and they added the whole thing at the end with him in the uh checkout. Like they, they made sure to end the movie with him because he was clearly the the draw. It's such a performance, it's such a big swing that could have gone so poorly. Uh, when he's like, you losers, or he, he's just so big with it. It's so funny. And I nice think- Nice effing model. If we raise enough money with our Patreon, maybe we could fund the Hawaiian sequel. Ooh, that'd be fun. We could we could uh, get invited to set maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I bet if we could, if we raise money for a year, we could maybe buy them a few C-stands. Yeah. <laughs> we could buy them all the trail mix for craft services. Well, if you've got a question for the boys, you can email us at thesloppyboyspodcast at gmail.com. Nice. That's our show, guys. Follow us on social media at The Sloppy Boys, where we release these recipes ahead of time. 
Also, be sure to check out our Patreon, where subscribers can unlock the Sloppy Boys Blowout, our weekly bonus episode. That's patreon.com slash the Sloppy Boys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. And keep on rocking and rolling in the free world. And make sure to watch Monk, Season 5, Episode 3. Oh, yeah.